0: Welcome to Care For Free, the podcast for people who want to care about things they didn't know they were gonna care about. I'm David.
1: I'm Emily.
2: And I'm Jacob.
0: Jacob! Yay! Jacob's in the
1: house. Oh man, I'm blowing out the levels here.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> big time, actually.
2: Yeah. I love clipping.
1: Yeah, you're a practically a professional basketball clipper. No? Okay.
2: What's funny Did is I was going, going well? to, I know I was gonna make Did that joke,
1: Clippers joke.
0: But I didn't know you were gonna do that, and so I was not prepared for it, and so I was like <laughs> Oh, she got there. I I wasn't ready to back you up. I'm sorry. But you want
1: to know, in the moment where I said professional, I couldn't remember what city they were in, so... Do you now? Uh, LA?
0: Yeah. There you go. See? You're good.
1: Nice. Are they really? Yeah. Great.
0: How many teams does
1: LA have? Two.
0: Well, NBA teams? Yeah. Yeah, two. Also two NFL teams. Yeah. Okay. Now. Mm Hmm? Yes.
1: Oh, I've been. Oh, to I guess the... for one more.
0: No. no. What? Hold on.
2: Currently.
0: That's right. The I ranks. forgot. You're right.
1: <laughs> oh boy. The levels. <laughs> the levels. I completely
0: Call forgot. I completely forgot. You're so right. That's yeah. right. Uh, I don't know how long this is gonna last, man. Did yeah, you? Did you see? Years, but... Yeah. So you saw the the Chargers. The Chargers played the Chiefs. The Chargers are the team I'm that's from LA, loving
2: this. and the
0: Chiefs are from. <laughs> I'm no, I'm keeping this very simple. So the Chargers are from the Chiefs.
1: It's not that it's too complicated Chargers, for me. That's how I. Don't no, 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 like not too it.
0: complicated. But I feel like if I get too far into the minutiae, you'll get bored. But I'm going to keep it as surface uh, yeah. level as possible. I will yeah. get
1: bored if we talk about football.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even gonna say. I'm never even going to say that word. Okay. All I'm going to say is the Chargers <laughs> played the Chiefs. Chargers are from Los Angeles. Chiefs are from Kansas, Kansas City, City. And the Chargers are blue and yellow, and the Chiefs are red there you go and so the the stadium the whole stadium was anybody want to take a guess even though the game was in los angeles red the whole stadium was red no one cares about the charges in los angeles they're not going to be able to say oh. it's not going to work
1: that was kind of a long walk for a short drink of water
0: you're very right you're very right yeah. but once i got started i was like i'm too far in on the journey well and yeah then that's you the gave, thing with the long walk. and then you gave me lip is what? it
2: like that for rams games too
0: yeah they're less they're, so but yeah
2: because also because you know the
0: rams used to be there and yeah. then they left and went to St. Louis. So I think a lot of fans, not a lot of fans, but I think there are enough old people who were fans of the Rams who just stayed fans of the Rams. And now it's like, oh, the Rams are back. Versus the Chargers, they've never cared about the Chargers. What? The Chargers are the San Diego team.
1: This has been well, I care now. excruciating. Now you... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jacob cares.
1: Uh, Jacob is the composer of our theme song, slash an excellent friend. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to have Jacob on the show for a long time, so I'm very excited this is happening.
0: Yeah, for so long. Eons, eons, yeah. and eons. For, like, years now, <laughs> you've wanted to have Jacob on the show. And this really
1: yeah. feels like it's the key to getting the rest of the group to want to do it. Like, I feel like Jacob I'm was I'm just gateway the... friend. Yeah, the, the first is, domino yeah. to fall.
0: Yeah, there, there's, a, there's, a grou- there's a group of people who are like, I'll do whatever. Whatever you... Yeah, 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 you tell me where to be, and you're like, okay, cool. And there's a group who are like, no, I'm too cool for it. But then Jacob does, and they're like, well... See, if, if a- Jacob did it...
2: Yeah, I'm a trendsetter. Yeah, There's that's nothing. right. I'm an Instagram influencer as well. Follow me at Jimmy <laughs> Jacob Moore.
1: Yeah, Jacob, we're tired of seeing Snapchat stories about how to get an Instagram butt like yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, we're all just trying to get Jacob's Instagram butt. That's really that's really what we're all in this for. Yep.
1: Classic. This podcast
0: yeah.
2: sponsored by Camp Gladiator.
1: <laughs> and Jacob's Instagram butt.
0: Hey, no more free space.
1: <laughs> we're not doing free ads okay, put down the ad
0: copy. no free
1: ads <laughs> end of ad in, end of ad oh we're all three pod save america listeners so we can do in jokes on this episode mm-hmm.
0: i'm mm-hmm. really
1: excited about this
0: who's who's the love it i don't know mm.
1: if it's like a favro a vitor mm. and a love it is that what we're looking at
0: i hadn't even got that far i was you're, just like who's the love favs. it I'm fast. Yeah. You're
1: Thank Favs. you. Yeah, nice for me. <laughs> I'm much like hotter sure. than I thought I was.
2: Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know really the dynamic of yeah. me as a guest producer. That's true. I, I don't yeah. Know if that...
0: That's the thing. We're going to find out.
2: I feel like I'm You not, might be
0: Lightning McQueen out here.
2: I, I'm i not going to be a Tommy, <laughs> probably. But I also probably am
0: not going to be a Love It. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to be a Ben Rhodes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> some, some wonky foreign policy coming your way.
1: Maybe a Cody Keenan, like a great guest and you dress up like a pirate sometimes. I I, I do not know. So is... <laughs> he was one of the speechwriters <laughs> okay. and he dressed up like a pirate and they talked about it on the podcast. It was great.
0: Hey, Jacob, what are you hoping for out of this podcast? Like, what would make it a success for you?
2: Uh, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for a two out of two caring that's, that's what I want. Two right. You know, it's not going to be that hard because I usually care at the end of each segment. <laughs> I, I think y'all have got a track record of y'all are batting a thousand.
0: Yes. But, uh, Appreciate ya. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you. Turn up. Except maybe, maybe the, the, the racing one <laughs> with the cars. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, I'm that's a mechanical fine. engineer, but I do not like cars. I'm like anti-cars. I feel so
0: seen. Is that allowed? Yes, I feel is like this allowed. I, no, I feel like among the mechanical engineers, like like the sexiest outside uh-huh. of like rockets, uh-huh. rockets and bridges are like the sexiest. And then after that, I feel like 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 race cars are next in line of like the sexiest like mechanical marvel type stuff.
1: Rockets and bridges. Think
2: about it. Bridges are no, like he, the, he, the magnum opus of civil engineers.
0: Yeah, they sure. love bridges.
1: Yeah, 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 bridges are great. Sexy is a little much. Bridges are
2: kind of dope at times some when a bridge is done well like
1: I guess I mean you can
2: Instagram a bridge and like think about it it's just some like human like you made this so that cars could go over it how could it be awesome and pretty as well this is an excellent point
1: partially because you pulled in your expertise from being an Instagram influencer yeah
2: (laughs) as well as an engineer
1: yeah yeah. Wow.
2: So I'm happy to be a part of this podcast, round us out a little bit with our STEM education here, promote the sciences, promote the arts as well, and Instagram. Yeah.
1: But these two humanities heads over here.
2: Follow
0: him at, at, give me Jacob Moore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> On Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are active. <laughs>
1: do not follow me. You're going to get an influx. <laughs> like, uh, I would hate that. Wichita Falls followers. Yeah. Already so good we've lost david (laughs) he was so proud of it and he was suddenly
0: like wait that's a terrible idea
2: please don't do that i'm not wait i don't want
1: it's going to kill
2: your ratio people oh my gosh oh that's so
1: good Uh, anyway you have to follow him now
0: Oh yeah that's fine.
1: If you follow Jacob after this episode screenshot us <laughs> a picture of whatever account it is with it says following yes. and we'll enter you into a drawing to be a guest producer on the show. That's, mm-hmm.
2: that's awesome
1: yeah. actually.
0: Yeah absolutely. Okay we're gonna do that. Yeah uh, totally.
1: David how have you been since we last recorded? What's good dog?
0: Hmm? What's up? You
1: were griping earlier about people who don't listen to instructions and you talked <laughs> over my question
0: yeah, yeah yeah, but that's just because i knew what the question was gonna be i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm chilling man you know cruising we're moving out of summer we're moving in the fall you know leaves about the fall um they starting to make the pumpkin spice everything which i don't hear i'll be honest with you here's my thing I don't like the pumpkin spice stuff. I think it's overrated. I don't get the big deal. But at the same time, I love how much joy it brings people. Yeah. Like People are like, oh, my God, pumpkin spice. I'm so happy. I'm going to spend 45 bucks at Starbucks. I'm like, you know what? I'm really happy for you. I'm glad that that's doing for you, just getting a little bit of pumpkin spice in your life. So um, in a weird way, even though I have zero interest in partaking, I also get excited about it coming. So, yeah. you know, um, I'm good. Life is good. Great. You know, chilling.
1: I'm drinking a pumpkin beer right now. Which you oh, yeah. bought for me after calling me basic? Well, it's a pumpkin cider. so. Oh. but I do like pumpkin beer also. I never had that.
2: One. Um, pumpkin. Yeah,
1: it's good. Uh, and pumpkin. I think people are missing the boat the on these. Uh, <laughs> these ads again? No free airtime. Yeah, for stop pumpkin. doing that. Well,
0: I could give ad time to pumpkin. That's fine. Pumpkin's not even a real thing. I just it's like. A not... I just like saying pumpkin. Pumpkin is pumpkin. <laughs> as manners. Oh. oh. No. I, don't think, I haven't done that right i'm not gonna you do
1: have done that on have the I show done that on you've yet? gone and i oh. almost edited it out
0: oh, i don't remember okay
1: yeah <laughs> i'll find it
0: i'm trying I'm, i'll try and yeah. i'll try and not you know
1: i'll just say i think people are missing the boat when they <clears> do <throat> pumpkin spice latte every time because like you said it's like 45 dollars. Mm-hmm. i think a couple of pumps of pumpkin syrup in your regular coffee mm-hmm. really good i didn't also, know that
2: was an option
0: yeah. Also, do they just at this point they have to just sell pumpkin spice, right?
1: What What do you mean? Like the, like, like the just, syrup?
0: No, I mean, couldn't do they not just sell like in the spice out like a little like you know pumpkin spice, you know, yeah. like like yeah. by McCormick or whatever? The,
1: the thing about pumpkin spice is that there is no pumpkin in it. It just like I know, evokes. Yeah. It's the just flavor cloves. of a yeah. pumpkin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, yeah. I feel like at this point we ought to be able to just carry it around with us and you're like you know what now that's the season give me my normal coffee but then i will add some pumpkin spice to it
1: you can tell it's fall when salt bay begins to sprinkle pumpkin spice instead
0: (laughs) so i don't think that would work because of how soft it is he would just end up with a mound of like (laughs) pumpkin spice you know because the salt would roll off the elbow too too yeah he would just end up with this like (laughs) this orange dusting on the underside of his arm all the time and people you know would think something was up which it would be. It would be. Yeah, it, would, it, would, it definitely bizarre. would be up. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty strange. How about you? What you been up to? What's going on?
1: Great. I'm living the dream. Great. <laughs> that may be what I sounded like, but it's not how I feel.
0: Living the dream, bro. I That's love what's up. fall. Mm-hmm. Fall makes
1: me want to buy school supplies. That's... Send a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils.
0: I don't really know what to do with those two sentences put together, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, but I'm just going to, you know, nod. And let Jacob, you do you that. have a
1: reaction? I,
2: I've, I've got an anti-product plug here. Amazon Basics makes binders, mm-hmm. and they suck. They're bad. Do not buy them. <laughs> they, like, you know how, like, in a three-ring bl- binder, you, like, hit the tab, and sometimes all of them open for, for good, sure. good binders. For sure, yeah. bro. You have to, like, put both of your hands on the two tabs and, like, you know... Pry. Put, put your foot on the damn thing <laughs> to open this whole thing. Do not buy Amazon <laughs> binders.
1: That said, Amazon, if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, we still want your sponsorship. Just so, maybe improve your binders. So many names.
2: <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. It's good. That's yeah. great. I need to What's leave that? that on an Amazon review so I could. Yeah. They can send me more,
1: probably. Yeah, they'll
0: probably <laughs> just send you another. They'll be like, we're so sorry that you did not enjoy the binder. Yeah, it's um, hard to imagine. Three more. We just sent you three more in the mail. Yeah. It's hopefully. hard to
1: imagine a place with less impact on the world than this podcast to air <laughs> that grievance. <It's> like, <laughs> there is nothing we can yeah. do for you whatsoever.
0: Yeah, his, like, his inactive Twitter would have been more effective. Follow him on Twitter at at GimmeJacobMore.
1: And screenshot it and send yeah. it to at pocket emily or at
0: dm holmes eleven. Do you not
1: know my handle? Dm dm holmes eleven. I'm hurt. What's the? I've 11? always wondered what the that eleven. That hurts. You didn't graduate high school in eleven, did you? Yes, oh. I did graduate high
0: school in 2011.
1: Oh, because I'm like five years older than you, and I graduated in 2010. Five.
0: Years. You're right. That math does not check out. It's crazy. You're at least five years older than me. Yeah. Huh? That's weird. I know. Did you did you get held back? Did I skip grade?
1: If you figure out this math, tweet it to at Gimme Jacob or, <laughs> <laughs> or Instagram a picture of your work.
2: Y'all, my Twitter's already blowing up. That's it amazing.
1: Gimme is... us. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's just
2: dumb Twitter. Yeah. He is was, it the he ones, was
1: so sad? Is it the ones that are like two of your friends, like your other friends, tweet?
2: Yeah, it's like uh, like David, like Shay Serrano's tweet.
0: I did do that. Oh, I don't even know what we're talking about, about but I'm sure something. I did that.
1: Yeah. Ugh, I love, love Shay Serrano. Shay, yeah. if you would like to come on the podcast, we are more than willing to have you. Yeah, Shay, retweeted I our know friend's what to eyes Yeah,
2: um, that did. was a big deal. I don't yeah. know if that's happened. Was that since the last pod? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I should plug this. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Uh, our friend Zaz has an Amazon wish list for her classroom that's now empty because Shay Serrano tweeted yeah. it. <laughs> Shay
0: is a former teacher and is very big on, like, you know, paying it back. So he's yeah. very big on using his platform. And so um, when Zaz was like, Shay, I got kids that need books and stuff, he he just tweeted out, he was like, go get these kids some books! And then, you know, all the the, the FOH army jumped in there and bought Ugh. the kids all the books.
1: <laughs> Shay's the best. He's actually yeah. the inspiration for part of... My care for free segment this week.
2: Okay,
0: shoot yeah. your shot, bro. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up.
1: Good.
2: I think that's a good sagas as ever. Liddy. Yeah. Liddy. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, unless you don't want to go first.
1: I don't think I go first this week, but. You do. No, I don't think so.
0: There's only one way to find out.
1: Tweet it. <laughs> Gimme <Give> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Moore. Tweet it.
0: Gimme Jacob Moore.
2: On the <laughs> <your> receipts. <laughs>
1: Check the receipts and tweet them at Give me Jacob more. I'm so sorry for your podcast. your Twitter on Friday is be gonna be a nightmare. If I got
2: a single mention,
1: <laughs> no, but your mentions are gonna be blowing up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Know. All right. So, uh, speaking of French, <laughs>
2: <laughs> one thing we weren't speaking of French. Well, speaking, of French out.
0: speaking of French, speaking of French, uh, we're always kind of speaking of French. Let's be honest. Yeah. One thing that I have not been able to shake. And I'm a little worried that it's going to be my ultimate um, Achilles heel on is trying it, to become a litigator in Texas. You already know what it is.
1: Is it your booty?
0: What? No. You haven't what?
1: been able to shake. Oh my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was so confused. Sorry, and I, no, I get it now. I was Took so you confused. I was like, what well, on earth? No. It is that voir dire is voir dire that's how you say it that's how you say the french words but in texas it is voir dire or voir diary if you're being really crazy and i just i i don't think i can actually bring myself to say it and i've been corrected enough times where they're like all right we know that you're saying it correct but in texas it's voir dire and i'm like i really don't i don't know if i'm ever gonna get there and i'm worried that that's gonna be a problem i really am
1: have we talked about voir dire on the podcast before
0: Maybe I'm not I think sure. We have. We can yeah. cut it. That's Jury fine. selection. We can cut it, but like it's I've really what like, worries Yeah, it's really what worries me.
1: I'll oh. listen back. There mm-hmm. may be. We may just cut the last five minutes altogether. together.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, clearly, you can tell it's a thing that I actually worry about because I'm like, I think I'm always gonna cut it, my dear. It's weird. Okay. Hey. Um. So uh, I'm just curious. Are you guys ready to hear about my statement for the week?
1: Yeah. I'm ready to hear your statement for the week.
0: All right. Here's my statement. The Lakers over-under is 48.5.
1: Boo! Boring.
0: Boring. You don't care. Don't care. Do you understand it?
1: This is kind of mean. Is it? Because you know that I don't know that well about odds. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't really... Okay, that's fair. Uh, I understand that the Lakers are a basketball team, Mm -hmm. and I understand that uh, over-under... Are numbers related to their odds of winning the championship?
0: Uh, no, not, no.
1: Okay. Is
0: In this particular situation.
2: Over under for wins on the season? That's
0: correct. Jacob's okay. got it. So their over under on wins for the season is set at 48.5. So I guess if I, as is custom, I will just ask, do you care?
1: Um, isn't LeBron back on the Lakers?
2: Back on the Lakers.
0: Uh, he's on the Lakers for the first time.
1: Oh, I don't know. Isn't LeBron on the Lakers? Yes. See, that's a clean edit point. I can just edit it to that point and make it sound like I knew that LeBron was...
2: So that we're self aware. Yeah, I actually am doing that.
1: that. I think it's funny. I
2: I, I love being behind the scenes on this. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah.
1: One of my favorite podcasts, they'll say, cut that part out. And then the other one will say, no, leave it in and double it. And I interview (laughs) us. Leave leave it in and double it. it. No,
0: leave it in and double it.
1: And I interview (laughs) us. Leave it in and double it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fine. I care about LeBron. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing out of 10 on this, I'm going to give you like a, a. Four.
0: Wow, a four just for LeBron.
1: Well, here's the thing: he's in LA. Mm-hmm. LA is where they make movies. Oh LeBron's movie god. career is all I want. out oh of oh, LeBron. Oh my god. So, oh my god,
0: I can't. four out of ten point, for LeBron I, positioning. I can't even believe that's what you. Want. I actually think that's part of the reason why he even went there. So, like, it's kind of fair. But I can't. Yes! I can't even believe that. <laughs> I can't even believe that just happened. Uh, how about you, Jacob? I Lakers over under is forty eight and a half. Do you care? So that seems.
1: Low, that's what I was gonna say seems low. I think how many games are there in a
2: basketball season? Like eighty something?
0: You got that right. Eighty two games. Okay.
2: So forty eight is like yeah, it's like a it's like a good playoff team, but not a great one. I feel like if LeBron's on the Lakers, it's gonna be higher than that. I give it a six, only out of anger. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like an angry six. You're,
0: you're indignant. Yeah, it's an indignant I'm six. A <laughs> six.
2: I'm all indignant about
0: that. An indignant six. I feel like you reach an indignant six like three or four times a week.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's
1: like. Part I reach of my an brand. indignant, indignant six like three or four times a day.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. Mm, you might get to indignant seven point five.
1: Actually, I don't know that I, I don't know that I've ever been a six on feeling anything.
0: That's what I'm saying. I feel like you always just start north of that. Yeah. That's yeah. true. but okay well cool well we'll launch into chatting about this so launch it um i'm gonna start with a little history so the first thing that i would like to say here is the lakers are always relevant okay um the los angeles lakers are basically one of like the foundational franchises of the nba they've been around since 1948 in the nba and they have won 16 titles in that time only one team has won more titles golden state no. I'm that's, kidding. I oh, know they're
1: relatively new. Yeah,
0: I was like that's recently. Yeah, Celtics, who have won 17 by beating the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So-ky. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, they made the playoffs for 17 straight years, from 1977 to 1993. And the longest time that they've gone being out of the playoffs, anybody want to guess how many years in a row?
2: Three. Five. Five? Look at you. Woo! Yeah. Was it at um, past five?
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the it's literally <laughs> the current five year from two thousand eight two thousand fourteen to two thousand eighteen.
2: Oh
1: so, that's
0: a bummer. This is the like basically we're at the made deer of the Lakers franchise, right?
1: Good word.
0: Which uh is big. Which is big. Yeah. So um He must have
1: an ACT score that Celine deems worthy of love. Oh my
0: god. Anyway, um hard. so part of the reason why <laughs> we'll part say of the that reason why she's on the pod. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Part of the reason why the Lakers are always good is because they always get the guy. It's just it's just the fact that the like the Lakers Aren't bad because they always end up with some superstar player. Just so, list, yeah.
1: For future reference, a way you could maybe connect that to me caring is to say like, like Sandra Bullock in a rom com, they always get the guy.
0: I'll yeah, I'll make a note of that one. Okay, I'll say that next time. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Okay.
1: Yeah, do you want to go back and do it again?
0: No, I think you got it. I, I don't even think I can match that. I think so. You it.
1: Keep it in and double it. I what think you're so. Saying. Okay, yeah. great. Keep
0: it in, and double it, put a scoop of ice cream on top. Alamo.
1: Okay, I'm taking that out. <laughs>
2: Ice
0: sounds pretty yum. Thank you. I was yeah. about to say ice cream is amazing. What are you talking about? I mean, it about? sounds
1: good. It just sounds stupid.
0: It can be both. It can be yeah, both. You've it, that. Life often is both. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they've had—I don't, I don't even go through the full list. They've had, they've had, you know, Kobe, Shaq, Magic, Kareem, James, Worthy, Bob McAdoo, Gail Goodrich, Connie Hawkins, Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West—the guy who literally they made the NBA logo after—Jerry West, uh, mm-hmm. George Mikan. So these are like all guys who are just like in the Hall of Fame. And um, basically, if you go back and look at the years, basically the Lakers always have at least one usually two, sometimes three, of these caliber of guys, right? Um, and, in fact, like, you could argue that their current downturn has been started because they got Dwight Howard and Steve Nash in 2011, who were supposed to be the next big names, but that team sucked a lot because they were hurt and old. And also, I think they didn't like Kobe Bryant, which it seems like people did not like playing with Kobe Bryant, which that's a whole other story, right? So that's a different thing. Um... Also, the team was has been led all these years by their owner, Dr. Jerry Buss, but then he passed away and it went to his kids. And so, since then, there's been, like, kind of infighting. So, he's got two. He's got a son, Jimmy, and a daughter, Jeannie. And everyone said that Jeannie was the one who actually, like, was smart and knew what she was doing. And Jimmy was Jimmy. Yeah. Um but the two siblings, so apparently there was not, like, an established line of succession. And the two siblings kind of came to an agreement. They were like, all right, well, sure, Jimmy, you can have your turn trying to run the team. And apparently Jimmy just was terrible at it. All right. Uh, and so I think it was two years ago, Jeannie was like, um, so you're done. And we're not going to do this anymore. And Jamie was like, "What?" But I thought I was. And she's like, "No, you you were bad. You were bad and I'm in charge now." And so she took over the team. She brought in Magic Johnson, uh who like I said, the former Laker legend to be uh the I think he's the team president and Rob Palenka, who's like a big-time agent who looks just like Rob Lowe. In fact. Ooh, now
1: gonna, I'm listening.
0: We're gonna That was a
1: good job.
0: Thank you. Um that that's really the only reason why I even would mention him, but uh yeah. let me show you. Pulling
2: up a photo now. Yeah. Make sure to describe all the features that you see on this man.
1: Have you seen The West Wing, Jacob? No. Okay. Have you seen you've seen Parks and Rec? I've seen.
2: I I know who Rob Lowe is. Yeah. Um,
1: I was gonna ask you which character is better, his West Wing or his Parks and Rec, but I
2: have Parks and Rec. I've seen like one episode of West Wing. Yeah. Too serious, too nineties for me. (laughs)
0: Too serious, too 90s? Well,
1: it is often funny and started in two thousand (laughs) one, (laughs) so. Actually, so I think it I'm started, wrong. it might have started in 99, I think it started, yeah. yeah, I
0: think it like, started like 98, <laughs> yeah.
1: Just trying to... So
0: this is Rob Palenka.
1: Oh, he does look like Rob Lowe. Yeah, he's <laughs> like... He looks like off-brand Rob Lowe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like a six foot
0: seven off-brand Rob
2: Lowe. He's like if Rob Lowe's career went off the cliff and he started doing weight loss commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, that's and his like hairline the,
1: the kind before. of fell back.
2: Yeah. Like, he doesn't look that bad. But he's like the before Rob Right.
1: Lowe. Yeah, being off-brand Rob Lowe is still being an yeah, attractive still person, more attractive than most.
0: Like Rob Lowe without his stylist, maybe. Ooh, Can we yeah. say that? Like Rob Lowe if he didn't have like, you know, regular haircuts and like a,
2: a skin care regime. Rob Lowe if he were in charge of a basketball team. Yeah.
0: Uh, Rob Lowe if he were six seven and in charge of a basketball team. You yeah. Know, yeah. He's Spiritual got Theory.
2: other, yeah. <laughs> Rob Lowe is in charge of the Lakers.
0: You're not the first person. I oh. hate to break it to you. Okay. Like,
1: well, no. Like right. people, love, more. people
0: love that one. They're At, like, Moore. Yeah. I, think, I think someone actually got Rob Lowe to respond. Like, they were like, how's it feel being in charge of the Lakers? And he's like, it's not me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, like, they're both aware. That's
1: what you would say if it was you. That's
0: exactly what you would say. Yeah. The hype thing, I think,
1: makes it a little difficult. Like, I feel like Still, if you
0: put... I guess maybe he'd have to. be uh, real, Tom Cruise real good and at it. his
1: platforms on the red carpet every instant he was married to Katie Holmes.
0: Fair point. This is a fair point. I'll take it. That's Tom Cruise is like five, six. I think so he's, he's actually
1: five negative six. I think <laughs> <laughs> he's four
0: six. He's actually four six. Five yeah. negative six.
2: Paul Simon territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh,
1: such a small man.
0: So the other reason why it's interesting that the Lakers over under is for so I should just for ultimate clarity's sake I'll just explain the over under uh, is basically the number that Vegas sets betting at for basically saying like you have to either bet that the team will win more or few, more or less than this number and basically you know if you if you're right you win money so kay. by them by by them setting the Lakers over under at forty eight and a half they're trying to make people decide. Will the Lakers win? Basically, will they win forty-eight games or more than forty-eight games? That's what they're trying so to, do to bet on. So
1: basically, like, will they go to the championship or not, or will they look like they're going to the championship or not?
0: Um, Forty, if they if the Lakers were to win forty-nine games in the Western Conference, that would make them a decent playoff team. Okay. So the other thing is like because they're in the West. In the Western Conference, the Western Conference is usually, like, significantly tougher than the Eastern Conference. Right. So, if you win 49 games, that's honestly probably only going to get you, like, a a five or a six seed out of eight. So, it's not necessarily saying they're going to be... So, if you're someone who thinks the Lakers are going to be, like, a really good team, you're going to hammer that over. Because that's basically you saying they're going to win, like... 55-plus games, right? Yeah. But if you think that they, like, might make the playoffs, that's probably a much harder bet for you. Okay. And if you think they're not going to make the playoffs, you're definitely taking the under. Under. Because if they, I think if they don't win, if they don't win, like, 49-50 games, you're not going to make the playoffs in the West. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Um. So the Lakers last year won 35 games. So that's a pretty big increase by Vegas. That's them basically saying like that's moving the whole expectation up by thirteen games. That's pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty massive swing. Um, and that's pretty much just the power of LeBron. So that's really what yeah. I'm like. Yeah. Like it's just like let's take a moment here to observe the power of LeBron James mm. because the Lakers as of who they are now it's basically the same team from last year. Jacob right? was
1: making observe the power gestures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: It's the same team from last minutes. year, except they added wrong, they added um, two crazy people in Michael Beasley who, oh my gosh, at some point I'm going to have to show you Michael Beasley's um Related to interviews. Pam? I don't think so, no, okay. because she's a fictional character. Um, I'll have it's to show you... Possible.
1: Yeah, don't pop, rule it out.
0: I, I, I just said I don't think so. I won't rule it out, but okay. I think it's unlikely. That's yeah. all we want. Uh, yeah. yeah. Michael Beasley is a crazy person who... Who one time was caught on camera. (laughs) Tell us.
1: This is really fun. Sorry. It's like one of
0: my favorite videos. He's such a crazy person. He was caught on video one time, like sitting on an NBA bench. I think this is when he was playing for Miami. And he thought he was like rubbing his knee. Uh Uh-oh. But he was rubbing his teammate's knee.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. I hate when that
0: happens. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) <laughs> and the video's hilarious on his face, he's just like, yeah, just rubbing my knee on the sideline. He couldn't you Can know, you feel man. his own knee? I don't I don't understand how it works. I really don't understand. Because I feel like you either have to feel the hand on your knee, or you have to feel the knee on your hand. One of those, like those have to happen. And so for him to like be like, yeah, I can feel that I'm rubbing a knee. But I, my knee doesn't feel like something's rubbing. I feel like you should notice that. But he does, and his face is just like, "Yeah, I'm rubbing my knee right now. I'm just chilling on the sideline, rubbing my knee. You know what I'm saying?" And the guy whose knee he's rubbing, <laughs> <laughs> the guy whose knee he's rubbing is just is just looking at the hand like, "But what, what do I even want to do about this?" Like, <laughs>
2: something.
1: <laughs> anyway. uh, he's that's like, so awkward. He's like.
0: Is this, is this crazy dude really sitting here rubbing my knee right now?
1: And they're like, and then, feeling
0: it. <laughs> and like, No, like, he's like, yeah, just rubbing my knee. And, and the teammate, after like like three or four seconds, it just goes, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Michael Beasley looks over and says, oh, shoot, my bad, man. <laughs> like, it was a
1: normal... Everyday mistake. Like he just ran into him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. spent a long time rubbing his knee. Oh. And
0: he just looks at me and goes, oh, shoot, my bad, man. And then starts rubbing his knee.
1: And I'm just like,
2: how do you... Who are you? Mm-mm. Who is this person? So that's... this guy's on the Lakers? He's
0: on the Lakers now. This guy is a teammate LeBron James. This is a crazy, dude. He's also a guy, I can't remember he he played for the Knicks last year and did an interview with some like night some like night show and we'll have to watch it after this, because I don't even remember what he said. It was one of those things where they asked him a normal question along the lines of like, you know, so so like, you know, how are you liking New York? And he starts talking about this just random out the box like cause you know. Like blue is a construct, you know what I mean? Like, like completely (laughs) off the wall nonsense stuff. And the interview was just like, "Yeah, okay, okay, man,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure." Like back before we knew Ryan Lochte was bad news.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like Ryan Lochte, but like Ryan Lochte as a physics professor, kind of. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the vibe. I know, I know. I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't. He's problematic. You'd
2: probably take the class. I'd probably, probably, take, you'd probably, take, I'd probably the class. take the class. You'd probably take the class. I'm going to need a refresher on Ryan Lochte. Well, his... see, we
1: thought he was Andy Dwyer and just like a sweet kind of stupid, like when they'd ask him what his phone background was in an interview and he'd go, rocks, or like whatever. <laughs> uh, and rocks, then uh, in the last Summer Olympics, he was, he like... Robbed a Brazilian convenience store and then lied about it, but was, like, too stupid to really lie about it. Yeah, it was
2: bad. Yeah, so instead
1: of being Andy Dwyer, he turned out to be a person whose stupidity is a little malicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Was not awesome. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that is one of his teammates. And his other teammate is JaVale McGee, who I don't think... I'm trying to think. I don't think JaVale McGee done any, any like insane off-the-court stuff, but all that stuff that I just described about Michael Beasley, just in your brain, try to translate what that type of thing would be on a basketball court, and that's JaVale McGee. Like I just, just pictured
1: him going up to somebody in the middle of a basketball game and rubbing, rubbing their, their knee.
0: knee. <laughs> just rubbing their knee. Yeah. Trying not
1: so,
0: to be so literal. Yeah, So he. so LeBron, who you would assume is like you know, still the same serious LeBron that he's always been wanting to win titles and stuff, is now on a team, basically the same team as last year, the 35-win Lakers, except they added two of the craziest people in the NBA, and LeBron James, and the over-under bumped up 13 games. Like, that's how good LeBron James is. It's just like, wow, that guy is crazy. So really, his
2: net is probably like 22 games, Well, and then you got these goofballs bringing it down, or what?
0: (laughs) Actually that's yeah, maybe that's the way we should be thinking about it. Like LeBron basically adds, you know, fifteen to twenty games and they're like, Well, but he also has Michael Beasley and JaVale McGee, so we'll call it we'll call it thirteen. Like I mean, maybe that's what's happening.
1: This is almost exactly the plot of Space Jam, which he is set to star in the remake of.
2: It really is a bunch it's,
1: of Looney Tunes, and he has to go out and help him win a basketball game.
0: People have been making this joke as well. They're okay, saying, great. They're, people have been saying like, "Oh, actually, LeBron just went to the Lakers just because he's trying to like make sure that he gets this part." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, sure he really
1: like, want. He's a method yeah. actor. He's the yeah. new Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> he's
0: trying to make sure like no one's going to oh back. Oh my god, he's Daniel
1: like, Day Lewis in a LeBron mustache suit. on the
0: court. <laughs> I'm just
2: <laughs> I'm being concerned.
0: If LeBron shows up with a shaved head this year, it will be like, <gasps> it's happening. Um, but yeah, so. So uh, the question is, will it work, though? Because the other thing I remember is, remember I said the Eastern Conference is way easier and always has been? LeBron, smartly, I think, has played his entire career in the Eastern Conference. So this is no slight to him. He's the best player in the world. It's true. But it's also just like a fact that over the course of 82 games, 41 of his games, more than 41, I think he played most of your games in conference. So most of his games have been against easier competition, right? right? So the question is, is he still going to have that same kind of pull in the Western Conference where it's like a gauntlet every single night? There's like two bad teams in the entire Western Conference. You know what I mean? And every other team is either really good or pretty good. So just like we really don't know who's going to come out of the West, like that that extends to saying I don't really know if LeBron can still do it like that.
1: So what if he's less magic in the Western Conference? He can't like go back to the Eastern Conference and retire there.
0: No, he signed he- a four-year deal. So like he's, he's there for... A while, yeah, yeah. But mm. He's
2: still young, right? He's like
0: thirty-four. Yeah, but he started 34. when he was
2: eighteen, yeah. right? Yeah, like, feels miles. like he's been around forever. Yes. He has sixteen like, years. Oh, he's like thirty-three. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: been around since two thousand three. How long time. do
2: basketball players normally play?
0: The average NBA career, not
2: average. Well, I mean, like three years. Good players, like
0: like. I think how, if you're, I think if you're a high quality, worried? no, he retired. Career. I think if you are a quality NBA player that you can hang around in the league for somewhere between 10 to 12 years. I think mm. if you are a really, really good NBA player, um, you can expect to be closer to 15. But the other thing is, like, we really don't know what that end date is now because medicine and rejuvenation and diet and travel... Knee have rubs. All, ...have all advanced... <laughs> knee rubs have all advanced so much in the past, like, 20 years or so that guys are able to extend their career. Like, Dirk Nowitzki is, like, 41. Yeah,
1: that dude and- looks... Forty one yeah, at
0: least. Yeah, and sure he's on a minutes restriction, but he's still able to play way more than guys his age were able to do back in the eighties when they were wearing Converse, you know, every night. Now they're, you know, getting the full treatment, they're getting like rejuvenations and uh they're on minute restrictions. So these guys are able to play way, way longer. So but at a certain point it becomes really hard to um tell how long he's gonna play. Yeah. Like LeBron seems to have at least another five years, but I don't know. Um the last interesting piece of this, I think is so this LeBron going to the Lakers has created a bit of a psychological schism within the Lakers fandom
1: now I'm interested so
0: there's really two kinds of well there's really three kinds of Lakers fans so you have the longtime Lakers fans who you know grew up with the team you know live and die with the team it's just like it's just like any other any other fan base where you root for your team except they're the Lakers so everyone hates them right (laughs) sure yeah, but like that's not their fault, right? So that's one set of fans. There's another set of fans that are kind of the bandwagon. It's when it's trendy to root for the Lakers. The Lakers are usually good, so they're an easy team to pick, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like the there's a there's a group of people that have been over the past 5 or 6 years rooting for either Golden State or Cleveland, yeah, who will probably root for the Lakers now, you sure. know? Like there's that set of people. And then there's the third set of Lakers fans that are only kind of Lakers fans, they're actually Kobe fans. And this is where the interesting conversation uh, happens. Because for the entirety, I would say, of Kobe's career, he was always being compared, well, at least since since LeBron came to the league, he was always compared up against LeBron, right? Um, where basically everyone was like, LeBron's the best in the league. And Kobe fans, not Lakers fans, but Kobe fans were like, no, Kobe's the best. Not only is he the best in the league, he's the best of all time. And to which everyone said, uh, no. Jordan's the best of all time, and then LeBron's the best after that. We don't. We don't even know why y'all are doing this right now. Kobe's probably like three. Co- yeah. Kobe's like <laughs> yeah. somewhere. So Kobe's somewhere between three and six, right? Like he's good. He's, he's he's great. And they're like, no. Kobe is the best that has ever held an orange ball. You know. And so we're um, like,
2: okay. Shaq MVPs. Okay. <laughs> he got more.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And so throughout his entire career, I would say that if you were a Kobe stan, one of the central tenets of being a Kobe stan was hating LeBron as the foil to being, uh, as Kobe's foil, right? And now LeBron is on the team that they ostensibly root for. And it's actually been, when he first announced he was going, my first thought was, oh, I can't wait to watch the Kobe stance," Because I don't know how they're going to do this. Because they're torn between, well, obviously, I want to root for the Lakers. And to root for the Lakers to do well... I have to root for LeBron to do well. But every time LeBron does well, that means I'm rooting against Kobe because somehow that's the same. So, what? And it's actually been wild. Yeah. Someone, um, some, like, local Los Angeles muralist painted a mural of LeBron that was basically, like, you know, King of L.A. And it was, like, LeBron, his New Jersey and multiple people defaced it like huh? like like splattered it with eggs and black paint and like crossed out lebron's eyes and stuff and so the guy was like that's fine i'll just repaint it and then they defaced it again he's like well okay, I guess I'll paint something else. And he painted this new mural that was, like, the Staples Center, which is where they play, and, like, all the past Lakers legends, and LeBron, like, looking up to them. And that one, so far, appears to have, like, stayed. So it's just, like, this... It's so stupid. It's so stupid, right? But so that's the other interesting part of, like, LeBron going to the Lakers that's going to be really interesting to watch, is to see how the Kobe stands deal with, um... (laughs) how that works
1: i'm just picturing like hayden christensen in the third revenge of the sith the third <laughs> star wars prequel and he's mm-hmm. just like shaking and sweating with all the like internal <laughs> conflict and he's like kind of like has the ratty hair and is kind of a like fanboy
0: that is exactly how i view all these kobe fans awesome. and it's like it's like my fair part of this whole thing because like i mean i don't root for the lakers so a big part of me is like oh man like and also like i said the lakers always get the guy and that's the worst part of it because like lakers fans like, even the real Lakers fans, this whole, like, past five terrible years could just be like, you know, we're the Lakers. We'll be good again. And they're really the only fan base in the entire league that can say that. And, like, it's true. Like, at some point, mm, some 76ers. really good... Sixers. Mm, no, trust. get out of here. Trust yeah. the yeah. process, no. David. No. They did the opposite thing where they're like, we'll just be terrible and get good through the draft. That's exactly the yeah, opposite. Yeah, will be good again. Yeah, but that's exactly the opposite where they say, we're not getting the free agents. We'll just draft them. You don't trust the process. Versus the Lakers are like we can just sign great guys because we're the Lakers. At some point, amazing players will come to us because they all want to play for the Lakers. And for some reason, it is true. Like, the, the best NBA players, not all of them, but enough of them, just deem it as like a rite of passage to become a Laker legend. And so the Lakers are never going to be bad for long. So that's the reason why I was annoyed by it. But my favorite part about it was knowing what it was going to do to the Kobe stands. So oh, it, it makes my life. It really does.
2: Ideal scenario for a Kobe stand is LeBron kind of sucks. Jabelle McGee, greatest of all time. <laughs>
1: What's
2: the dude's name? Mike Beasley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also greatest of all time. Lakers win championships. LeBron kind of sucks. And every
1: it. single yeah. post-game interview, they they're like, I learned like, it from Kobe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can still and like,
2: Kobe's yeah. still the greatest. Yeah. And <laughs> a
0: big part of all the Lakers winning would be like, in spite of LeBron missing clutch shots, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That would, oh, that would just be, the Lakers winning, but LeBron missing clutch shots, that's what they want. Because they also believe that Kobe was like the, the greatest. Clutchest. Yeah. Which, the, the numbers don't say that, but you you guys probably already assumed that to be the case. So uh,
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I trust you.
0: Yeah.
1: Process. He.
0: Trust he, David's process. He trust. took a lot of shots in the clutch. That's what I can say. you know. Not the best. Large sample size? Not the best. Large sample size. Not the best percentage, but it is what it is.
1: David's making his, like, a President Obama trying to be diplomatic face.
0: Do I have that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally. That's fine. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. So, um, yeah. Like I said, Kobe stands are hilarious, and so seeing how they're going to deal with LeBron being on the team is amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And the last point, 49 wins. A lot of people are like, see, Lakers are back. We're winning the title. Even Vegas knows because we're gonna win forty nine games. But like I told you earlier, they're in the Western Conference. Let me tell you the teams. So the Celtics over under is set at fifty seven and a half wins. Oh. The Warriors over under is sixty two and a half wins. Yeah. The Rockets are at fifty four and a half. The Sixers are at fifty four and a half. The Raptors are at fifty four and a half, and the Thunder are at fifty and a half. Oh,
1: so the Thunder are above the Lakers.
0: Yeah. So it's not even Vegas is like. I mean. They'll, they'll be, be better, good. yeah. They'll be good, but you know we're not picking up the title. So uh, that's the other thing. So a lot of so a lot of the Lakers fans and Kobe Sanders are like, "See, forty wins, we're back, baby." And I'm like, "Well, kind of. You don't. You're you're you. People will watch the games now. So it's you know gonna I mean? be
1: really fun for people to listen back to this episode in like April or May.
0: Absolutely, because
1: well, my honest
0: opinion is one of two things will happen. Either the Lakers are gonna win like forty games because the team's really young. Or they're going to win, like, 60 because LeBron's that good and then Lakers fans will be absolutely insufferable. But either way, it's fine, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. So I ask you again. The Lakers over-under is at 48 and a half. Do you care?
1: I'm at, like, a 5.75. That's fine with me. Tipping towards six. Fine, yeah. Chris. Yeah. yeah. it
2: bumped me up a point. I, yeah. I think there's some good drama to that. The yeah. Kobe stand yeah
0: the Kobe them is my favorite piece of it's it. It's pretty good. Yeah,
2: that's such cognitive dissonance there. Yeah, I mean, you there's never really like, all well, that I can think of been like a moment in sports like that where like it'd be like if like Tom Brady went to go play on the Packers or something. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to
0: think early. like,
1: Kobe yeah, because ha- Kobe has to be vacant for this to work, right?
0: Well, well, what do you, oh, you mean he has to not be on the team anymore. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Well he's retired, so that's that's Right, yeah, but I mean on, like yeah. for
1: this kind of level of cognitive dissonance, whoever is the Kobe equivalent has to leave the team mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. leave the fans kind of unmoored. Yeah. Like he has to retire. He can't go somewhere else because they'll follow him.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think like of another good example of this, and I'm I'm really struggling. I can't think of another example of where like the the beloved the beloved player retires and then the Arch rival or foil of that beloved player then joins that beloved player's team. I can't. I really can't oh, think. Oh, uh, Hamlet. Okay, I was thinking sports, but that's fair. That's a good point. Okay, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh, know, Lion King. Yeah, 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 Lion King. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, all those uh, Mufasa stands were like. Well, I guess we have to keep getting <laughs> food. Get Rock, right? Mufasa. Mufasa. Exactly. Mufasa. I said, "Okay, uh,
2: not <laughs> manners.
1: That's no, That's
2: <laughs> That's a that's, great that line the in The Lion
1: King horse. when he's like yeah. he's like Mufasa and he's like what did you say and he's like I said que pasa?
0: Que pasa? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I thought good. that was funny long before I knew what que pasa meant or even <laughs> that it was Spanish. No, he said que pasa. que pasa? Funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is now my turn. and earlier earlier What's today. What's up? I texted you guys what did I? What did I ask you? I
0: don't know. You asked There's if I knew about like Operation Meatloaf or something like meat. that.
2: Mince meat. Mince Operation Mince. Meat. Meat. Operation, Mince meat. Operation Mince meat. Had either That's what of you
1: ever heard of Operation Mince meat?
0: I don't know. I it's it was po- from Harry
2: Potter. Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it feels like one of those things where I maybe heard about it and then forgot about it or didn't hear about it at all. So like either when you describe it, I'll be like, oh yeah, or I'll be like, no, I don't know what this Okay.
1: Uh, so my statement for the week is. On April 30th, 1943, the decomposed corpse of Major William Martin washed up on the Spanish coast. Do you care? Other than, like, it is a loss of human life, and it is ostensibly sad. Do you care about the corpse of Major William Martin washing up on the Spanish coast?
0: Probably. Because, I mean, there's almost certainly going to be some story about how he ended up there, right? It's probably some guy that either died in battle and then fell in the water, or he was like a spy, that was trying to escape and got cast to the ocean, so there's probably an intriguing story there. Yeah. And whenever someone, like, washes up on the Spanish coast, it's always like, a, oh, the currents carried them from Bolivia. And you're it's like, what? Pirates so, of the Caribbean. Yeah,
2: so.
1: Okay, he didn't walk that. out of the water onto the Spanish coast. He just, corpse?
2: Davy Jones. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I got that. Yeah. 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 No, I got gotcha. you.
1: Right. Do you yeah. have, okay, so you, like, probably care. I, I. All
0: right. I mean, we'll say we'll we'll say five and a half. I I more like I I will default more care, but I mean I don't know what it is. It no sounds fact.
2: like a Wikipedia page I would really like. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it is.
2: Like
0: <laughs> it depends on how we're trying to parse apart caring versus intrigued by. Because I don't know anything about it, right? right? But yeah. I'm very I mean, intrigued.
2: Like, I don't really care that during World War II a military person washed up on shore. Yeah, like, right. No that really happened. Yeah. It's it's happened a that. lot. That yeah. had to happen quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, like D Day happened a year later. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: and a lot of. British people washed up. Well, I guess Americans.
2: Yeah. yeah we we the all British saw Dunkirk.
1: Dunkirk. <laughs> we did. Right.
2: Did and, you see Dunkirk? definitely didn't fall, fall asleep during it. No, I didn't see Dunkirk.
1: Dunkirk's real good.
0: I just didn't... I, I don't have any opposition to seeing Dunkirk. I just didn't get around to actually doing that. That's okay. not me.
1: Well, apart from my plug for Dunkirk... I've
0: heard vastly differing opinions on Dunkirk. I've heard people who are like, oh yeah, it's a couple of white dudes and nothing happens. And the people who are like, it made me cry, it's such a masterpiece. So I don't really know what
1: to think it's here. It's definitely not Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Because there's... I don't, I, it's so good. It's so okay. good. But that's a different story for a different podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure, bro. This is
1: Care for Free. And I'm going to tell you the story of the body of Major William Martin.
0: This is Care for Free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So to tell you a story, I really have to go back to 1939, and I have a lot of notes, so I'm going to be reading from them to make sure I get everything right. It's a really intricate story. In September 1939, British Naval Intelligence began circulating a memo called the Trout Memo, so-called because they were comparing deceiving your enemies in World War II, which had just started in 1939, Um uh, I feel like the American dates I always learned were 1941 to 1945, mm-hmm. and funny, funny I read like in. it started in 1939, and I was like, "Wow, American history classes should teach that it starts in 1939." <laughs> anyway, uh, so I they really started. Came
2: in and saved the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, four years later. Um, so we Through questionable. Anyway. Um, they, they were circulating the Trout Memo, which was called the Trout Memo because they were comparing Deception of the Enemy to Fly Fishing. And the assistant who authored the memo, Lieutenant Commander Ian Fleming, titled item number 28, a suggestion, (parentheses not a very nice one. is like a list, and number 28 is a suggestion, not a very nice one. And the quote for this item is as follows. The following suggestion is used in a a book by Basil Thompson. A corpse dressed as an airman with dispatches in his pockets could be dropped on the coast, supposedly from a parachute that has failed. I understand there is no difficulty in obtaining corpses at the Naval Hospital, but of course it would have to be a fresh one. This is just one on a list of Mm -hmm. many ideas, uh, and it sort of, like, dies down for a while. But ultimately what we get is, in my opinion, a reverse heist like Inception. <laughs> yeah. And Shea Serrano a has a horse. great book about the office and who, which members of the office would be who on a heist team. So that kind of got me thinking about this, like, yeah, this heist team we've got going here. So, like, instead of your, instead of stealing something out, mm-hmm. you're planting something, like mm-hmm. Inception, where they, like, plant an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the team, Lieutenant Commander Fleming, is the author. He's a young, well-read intelligence officer, although he drops off the radar for now. Um... And the idea is picked back up in 1942 by the ringleader of the reverse heist, which is a name, a man named Charles Cholmondeley. He had, he was a giant How person. You
0: Do you want to try that in the British S- accent?
1: Charles Cholmondeley.
0: Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was good. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's hello. Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Um <laughs> Hello. He, his name is spelled C-H-O-L-M-O-N-D-E-L-E-Y. Uh, alternatively, you can you Google me? uh, 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 Operation Mince Meat and see his name written out. He was a giant man. He was like 6'6". Six, six. He had size 12 feet. And he, quote, gazed at the world through thick round spectacles from behind him. Remarkable mustache, fully six inches long and waxed into magnificent points. Size 12? That's what it says. They were smaller back then.
0: That's very small for a six foot six man.
2: They were smaller back that's then.
0: That's interesting.
1: And he's <laughs> British.
0: I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I'm I'm just surprised. That's 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 small for a six foot six man. That's intriguing. That's interesting. Are
1: you How... implying something? <laughs> I,
0: I don't think so. I'm just surprised that he only had a size. I, I I'm just, just surprised, sure. yeah.
1: Cholmondele yeah. wants to rename this uh operation. He wants to call it the Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. But that's a little too on the nose. Seems a
0: little clearly, obvious. Clearly for anybody
1: who's ever read a book. Yeah. Uh, so Operation Mincemeat it is. The Rusty Ryan to his Danny Ocean is Ewan Montague. who uh, He was assigned to help him on the case. Ewan was the son of a wealthy Jewish banker. Ewan's brother, Ivor Montague, was a pioneer of table tennis. And also, a Russian spy.
2: <laughs> uh, a, sorry, a
1: Soviet spy What at a the tombstone. Time. Yeah. Has
2: this been made into a movie? Because this would be awesome.
1: Not yet, but it should. Uh,
0: the climax would be the problem, I think. Because the climax is just a body washes up on shore, right? That'd be kind of hard to just be like the, the culminating moment of the movie, I feel like.
2: <laughs> That's, oh, well, I'll
1: say, let's... Wait,
0: hold on, but... Could it not be like a like an action comedy a la like Tropic Thunder ish
1: thing? It could, la... but there might be better climax than that, so you hmm. might have to wait okay. until I'll the end Okay, I'll here. wait. Story. Yeah. That's fair. I'll wait. You and Montague uh, carried a briefcase full of classified documents on his bicycle as he rode to work each morning. <laughs> uh, These, sp- like <laughs> the like, <laughs> the sponsor of the whole thing, like the guy who paired up Cholmondeley and Montague, is a guy named John Masterman.
2: Okay. which is
1: such a funny name for a guy who's like sort of the mastermind. Yeah. Um, he wrote Mysteries on the Side, starring an Oxford Don and a Sherlock Holmes-like figure. So he was all into this like intrigue, mm. crazy idea from Fleming. Uh, their disguise guy was a guy named Dudley Clark. He was like helping them figure out how to dress the body and things like that. Uh, Dudley Clark was, quote, the head of deception... For all of the Mediterranean during the war, he was described as unmarried, nocturnal, and allergic to children. (laughs) (laughs) Clark loved uniforms, disguises, and dressing up. In 1941, this is truly incredible. This is one of those things where it's like, this should be a movie. In 1941, British authorities had to bail him out of a Spanish jail dressed in high heels, lipstick, pearls, (laughs) and a chic hat. His hands in log opera gloves, demurely folded on his lap. He was not supposed to even be in Spain, but in Egypt. What is
2: the? What is, that is- this? Pink Panther. Yeah, Yeah. it's like the scene at the beginning of the movie. It's like, all right, we got to get the gang back together. (laughs) And they have like a little montage with the Mm -hmm. music playing. And it's like, this guy is like doing this, and this guy's doing that. Yeah. This guy is in drag in a Spanish prison.
1: Yeah. And they're like, and it's hilarious. Dudley, we thought you were in Egypt. That's
2: where they always like, 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 yeah. Finally. Yeah.
0: That's where they cut to the boss, and the boss is like angrily sitting on the floor, and they're like, boss, we need Dudley. He's like, we don't need Dudley. And they go, boss. (laughs) You know we need Dudley. he goes, where is he? And they go, well, that's the thing. And
1: And then it, like, (laughs) swipes across the screen. The the bars, the, the, like, bars of the jail opening swipe across the screen to cut. Yeah, Yeah. guys. Uh, The
2: cinematography of this podcast.
1: So good. The visuals. Uh, The team needed a science guy to fashion the container that would keep the corpse fresh before it was dumped off the coast of Spain. Uh, This guy was Charles Fraser Smith. Charles Fraser Smith invented things to help them in World War II, such as, and I kid you not, a garlic-flavored chocolate intended to render authentic the breath of agents dropping into France. Because <laughs> this guy was like, British dudes, good breath. To, French dudes, bad breath. That feels vaguely racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I it probably is. Yeah,
2: I think it probably is. <laughs> Um, ethnic
0: yeah I don't know what to call yeah. it yeah uh, not, it's always difficult with the Europeans for me yeah yeah like if you're,
1: francophobe
0: if you're an English person who's discriminated against a French person discriminating against an Irish person that's that not- it's not racist, is it? Is that, that- well, it's Irish nationalist? It is. Nationalist.
1: Nationalist. There we go. Nationalist. Uh, the the other invention that is listed here is, I think, a better one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a compass hidden in a button that unscrewed clockwise, based on the impeccable theory that the unswerving logic of the German mind would never guess that something might unscrew the wrong way. <laughs>
0: This dude has so many stereotypes also, about other yeah,
1: people. No. This, you turn it clockwise. Uh, they needed a driver to get the container from mm, the Klaus! <laughs> Anti-clockwise.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nine. <laughs> das is clockwise. That's is clockwise. <laughs> we have to stop. and <laughs> This is.
2: I'm so classic. sorry. Nationalist our one Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Fritz. Um, they also needed a driver to get the container to the sumber, sum, submarine that would take it to Spain. For this, they enlisted one of England's leading race car drivers. This is like a, this such is a heist movie this thing where you're like, we could get any, dr- any guy who drives fast. And they're like, yeah. no, we need one of our best race car drivers, St. John... Parentheses, Jock yeah,
2: like Jeff Gordon, Horsefall. Jeff like, was a part of Osama Bin Laden's assassination. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is nonsense. This
1: guy is named Jock Horsefall, mm-hmm. which is another, like, Dudley, like, such yeah. a movie name. Uh, he was short-sighted and astigmatic, but declined to wear spectacles. And the at driver? One, the driver. And at one point during the journey, he had the corpse in the freezer on the back of his car, he nearly drove into a tram stop, and then failed to see a roundabout until too late, and shot over the grass circle in the middle <laughs> to the other side of the roundabout. It is such a movie shot. Yes. That's like a, mm-hmm. like it's like a accurate. Dukes of Hazard type thing.
0: I I stand by my action comedy statements. <laughs>
1: yes, and a little bit on a downer note, uh, they needed the corpse, and they chose a man whose name was Glindaure Michael. Uh, and it's one of those names that has no vowels in the first name. It's mm-hmm. G-L-Y-N-D-W-R. Um Is he like Walsh? Yeah. He, he was right. a homeless man who died from eating rat poison. Aww. There. Here's the thing. The article I read was like, he died from eating rat poison that had phosphorus in it. It's like, oh, well, well it was rat poison in the beginning. So it was not like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, he yeah, ate cereal. That was bad. I
2: mean, it was like, yeah. <laughs> Turns out yeah. <laughs> he ate
1: poison that had poison. Turns out
0: it. he ate some lethal poison.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so That's
0: turned out to be you know harmful.
1: Wait, yeah.
2: Do we know at this point? I might have missed this the the purpose of this corpse that they're going to
1: drop. So they are going to follow Fleming's original plan and plant documents on it.
2: Okay. That false are documents, false
1: documents, false intelligence that hopefully the Germans will find. And like, read this and be like, oh, well, this is what they're doing. But it's such a game of cat and mouse, and like, you know, the scene in Princess Bride where he's like switching the cups yep. and like yeah. uh, trying to like outsmart the outsmarter. You only think you know what I'm doing. This, it, like, intelligence, in, especially, especially in World War II, was such a game of like, well, what oh, so cool. are they doing exactly what they're telling us they're doing because mm-hmm. they think that we'll interpret the opposite or what. So there's this whole, and this is what causes them to spend forever trying to figure out who Major William Martin is going to be. And so they build this crazy elaborate backstory. It takes them forever. They uh, fill his pockets with odds and ends. They fill it with angry letters from creditors and a bill from his tailor. They just sat in the basement and would just like talk and drink and figure out who this guy was going Mm -hmm. to be. One of the secretaries at MI5 was this like gorgeous girl and you know uh, Montague had a massive crush on her and he was like oh you should be William Martin's girlfriend also my girlfriend but like start with a fake guy and we'll get a picture and like (laughs) write him some love letters but like think about me while you're writing them if you want you don't have to (laughs) but like he genuinely was like hitting on her the whole time they're doing this so Martin had like a picture of her Mm -hmm. in his pocket and like a bunch of love letters it was like uh, please don't send the, let them send you off into the blue the horrible way they do nowadays. Now that we've found each other out of the whole world, I don't think I could bear it. And I don't know if this is melodramatic or just the way people talked back then.
2: They, they really wrote some some heartfelt letters. Yeah, back then. yeah.
1: So it might be a little a column A and a little a column B. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, could be. Uh, anyway, so about a year goes into this. They start in September of 39, did I say? 42.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they started in 42. Uh, April after the, 7- after the
0: war started, yeah. in 41.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> April 17th, 1943, the corpse of Michael was dressed as Martin, and although there was one last-minute hitch, the feet had frozen, so they put a fire under his feet. They couldn't get his boots on, because his feet were frozen together. They just, they just so his they, feet. like cooked his feet so that they could get his boots on which sounds like the most unpleasant job yeah. one could ever have this is uh, the little the personal effects and everything they called pocket litter that was like the term of art mm-hmm. uh, so they put pocket litter on the body and they gave him this briefcase that has these secret secret documents in them uh, the body was placed in the canister that the scientist designed which was filled with 21 pounds of dry ice and sealed up when the dry ice sublimated, it filled the canister with carbon dioxide and drove out any oxygen, thus preserving the body without refrigeration. Which is, like, yeah, pretty cool. It's smart for... It's pretty clever. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: 1942! Like, yeah. like, I'm giving points. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Like, when you're, like, dissecting stuff in biology, they put it from Yeah, just when
0: you're doing that. When you're just running around dissecting stuff, you psychopath. Okay, you In
1: biology?
2: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never dissected anything? Nah, that's fair. Okay.
1: So they put this fake guy in the submarine and they ship him off. And then the, like, submarine tries to, like, like, they throw him out near Spain where he's supposed to wash up. And then they're like, we must get the the thing off the edge. So they, like, try to shoot holes in it to make it sink. But then it floats. And it's, like, a whole, there's, like, a whole action comic. Like, the uh, Cohen brothers need to direct this.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm saying. I want to yeah. watch it.
1: So he washes up. Fake William Martin washes up on shore, and the Spanish authorities. So Spain is like not strictly under German control at the time, but the German authorities are pretty embedded. Vichy
2: France, Spain. (laughs) Vicho.
1: (laughs) Vicho España. Vichish. Vichito España. (laughs) Uh, so they I, to
2: say, I know
1: right, you did we really need you somebody fact checking like
2: the listeners
1: <laughs> seriously okay, so you. they're like there's a decent chance that if this guy washes up he'll get t- turned over to the Germans cause some sympathetic Frenchman will be like
0: uh, you mean Spaniard
1: dang it <laughs> Some sympathetic (laughs) Spaniard, You got it in my head. I did. We'll turn it over. Which is basically exactly what happened, except he washes up on shore. The Spanish authorities tell the British consul, because this guy looks British. They're like, this guy's got a briefcase. He looks like he's from the military. Probably secret documents. And the British guy says oh let's let it go through the usual channels which are all controlled by spanish who are sympathetic to the germans mm-hmm. which is crazy he wasn't in on the plan yeah this is just like <laughs> a bureaucrat who's like oh well let us do it the way it's supposed to be done No, oh, yeah. it's my tea time but they
0: tried to give him a heads up which would have ruined the plan but he was like nah i don't need the heads up which let the plan work That's yeah amazing.
1: exactly yeah. and then uh so the like the intelligence agencies. Or the intelligence, British intelligence starts sending, like, communiques that are like, has anybody seen William Martin? Has anybody doing the, like, frantic, like, build up, yeah. like, we really need this guy, where did he go? Um, but German intelligence agents uh, found out, they got this guy, and then they did this thing, so it was like an envelope, but it had a wax seal, it wasn't, like, sealed all the way, uh-huh. so they, like, put the thin, a thin metal rod into the envelope, and they kind of, like, stirred it around and got all the documents wound around it and they like pulled it out without breaking the seal.
2: Interesting.
1: And uh inside it said it wasn't. Well,
2: why did they preserve
1: the seal? In case they needed to put it back and like turn it over to Britain to make them think that it Aren't had been unopened. <laughs> well yeah but the British like ultimately like the British get their hands on it and they're like oh good the Germans didn't find oh, out and then Germany still knows. So Germans
2: think they're being sneaky.
1: Yeah. Germans think they're out oh, sneaking man. the snakes.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: So, Martin is carrying a personal letter from Lieutenant General Archibald Nye, which is a very British name. Yeah. He's the vice chief to the Imperial General. He's a big head honcho, sending a letter to another big head honcho. Yeah. Um, and the letter says that American and British forces plan to march across the Mediterranean from their positions in North Africa and launch an attack on German-held Greece and Sardinia, which is not what they were going to do. Not true. No. Uh. And then, everything just works out so perfectly for this plan. The first great enthusiast for the letter is the head of German intelligence in Madrid, a guy named Major Karl-Erik Kluthenall. He has one of those U's with the umlaut over Mm -hmm. it, so I have no, honestly no idea. (laughs) Um, He personally flies this letter to Berlin and is like, guys, we've got something big here, and is like, I will uh, testify to its significance personally, um, but he was what the author of the book that I got all this from calls a one man espionage disaster area. Savage. <laughs> he's like, his, Savage. his prized informant, the guy he's like, well, I know everything. Cause I like, got, yeah. uh, is it actually a, a, a double, double agent? agent. Yeah. Double agent. Um, When British codebreakers looked at his messages to Berlin, the British found out that this guy was embellishing and lying on his reports, (laughs) like just straight up sending lies to Berlin. Um, But he was apparently so frantically eager to please and pass on anything that might consolidate his reputation because he he had Jewish heritage. And he really didn't want to get sent from Madrid to Germany. Yeah. So he was just like, keep me here no matter what happens. I'm not going back to Germany because yeah. I won't make it out. Yeah. Which is like
2: yeah. sympathetic. Yeah, I get that. Uh,
1: which leads into the next guy who I genuinely love. A guy named, uh, this is like the next level on the totem pole that it get, the letter gets to. Mm-hmm. A guy named Alexis Baron von Rowan. Uh, and von Rohn was like, these documents are so real. They're the realest documents we've ever seen. Uh, he <laughs> just is hates... is real. This <laughs> This is real. Uh, this is real. <laughs> he hates Hitler. He just hates Hitler oh. and will do whatever he can do to screw up Hitler's life. Wow. Like this guy is... So yeah.
2: Does he actually think the documents are real?
1: Uh, before... So it's... Uh, Before D-Day, McIntyre, the author of this book, writes, He faithfully passed on every deception ruse fed to him, accepted the existence of every bogus fact regardless of evidence and inflated 44 (laughs) divisions in britain to an astonishing 89 it is entirely possible mcintyre suggests that von rohen did not believe the mincemeat deception for an instant
2: (laughs) but was just like screw it he he was like perfect
1: perfect i've
0: been waiting for this opportunity
1: which and like i don't know if this was a guy who was like i i didn't do it so much research into him so i'm hesitant to be like go von Rowan, and he's like no i just hate hitler's way of getting rid of Jewish people, yeah. you know, like I don't want to like right. get real gung ho about him, but at yeah. the very least, like it worked out in this situation. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> this is guy a...
2: could very well be problematic. Yeah, well, it seems likely. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, but, yeah, I mean,
1: at the very least, he was probably sexist. Yeah, <laughs> like if nothing else. Yeah. Um, the best part is that they didn't want the British to know that they had these documents, so they couldn't look into the body, like they couldn't verify what happened on the body, because they're just passing the documents around. They don't know anything about William Martin.
0: So that's how they didn't find out about the cooked feet.
1: The dated papers in Martin's <laughs> pockets indicated that he had been in the water for barely five days. Had the Germans seen the body, they would have realized it was far too decomposed to have been in the water for less than a week. And had they talked to the Spanish coroner who examined him, they would have noticed that he had no, like, fish or crab bites on him, which implied that he was already dead before he got in the water. Hmm. Uh He... His hair was not, like, disintegrating. Like, hair's supposed to disintegrate if you've been in the water that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, his clothes didn't look like they'd been in the water very long. But they couldn't talk to the coroner without revealing that they had these documents. Mm-hmm. And, like, setting oh, off this whole British thing.
2: Yeah. Because the British would intercept
1: this? Or the British or... would change their plans that they knew were in these documents.
0: But they didn't want the British to know that they
2: were aware of this guy. But But why couldn't they talk to the coroner?
1: Because like, the Spanish guy might have gone to the British, to the, the British, initial okay. British guy okay. who turned, who you know, was yeah. like, "Oh, proper channels." Because that's yeah. not, yeah, yeah, it's not proper
0: channels. Like, hey, I know you said proper, proper channels. Channel. Yeah. yeah, I know you said proper channels, but now the Germans are asking about this guy. Yeah, this is
1: just like an amazing see on the email. <laughs> an amazing comedy from like beginning to end. It's just like everything works out so perfectly for I this,
2: this. off
1: the wall plan. Yeah, and here's the best part. Hitler transferred a Panzer region from France to the Peloponnese in Greece. Told the German military unit the measures to be taken in Sardinia and the Peloponnese in Greece have priority over any others. Hitler was like this is my number 1 priority, which is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Um in mid-May of 1943, Winston Churchill's in DC for like big meetup i don't know whatever those guys did he received a telegram from the code breakers back home who'd been monitoring german military transmissions the telegram says mincemeat swallowed rod line and sinker that's it so in on july 9th the allies invade sicily when Mm -hmm. uh hitler thought they were invading sardinia Mm -hmm. uh for a considerable time after the initial invasion, Hitler was still convinced an attack on the Balkans was imminent. As late late July, weeks after the initial att- like the initial invasion, mm-hmm. he is still reinforcing the place that the mincemeat memo yeah. said he was supposed to protect. The British had expected ten thousand killed or wounded in the first week of fighting. They only lost a seventh of that. Uh, The Navy expected 300 ships would be sunk in the action, but they lost 12. They predicted a 90-day campaign, and they won in 38 days. And this is 1943, so, like, people think that this really could have been something that turned the tide of World War II in favor of the Allies. And there were a lot of other factors. It's not just, like, A to B. Mm -hmm. But it's an amazing story that worked out every single way it needed to. Ten years later, in 1953, the lieutenant commander who came up with the suggestion, not a very nice one, the initial suggestion, uh, published the first of his many novels, and the first of his many novels is called Casino Royale. No.
2: What? (laughs) Why is this in the James Bond universe? (laughs) Yeah. What?
1: Ian Fleming, the author of James Bond, the creator of James Bond, was the guy who came up with the suggestion in the first place. You as makes, an that, under undersecretary of intelligence that
0: all makes sense because this is such a cockamamie james bond it's a crazy yeah.
1: james he bond was like idea. maybe
0: i have great ideas i'm gonna write books
1: <laughs> and when it actually works out
0: <laughs> yeah wow I can't believe I've, wow i've never heard that story isn't that crazy?
1: i can't believe you hadn't either i don't
0: yeah. even know that so i realized about when you started talking about actually when you first mentioned that he had this suggestion i was like this is the one where they like diverted Hitler in the wrong direction. Yeah, and I didn't know any of those details. I so. didn't know about
2: yeah. like the the fake like blow up tanks and like the north like North Africa. Uh huh. Like, oh, I, I didn't I know wonder about
0: if, that. Sounds good. Yeah.
2: And they had like dummy, like little like scarecrow looking guys like as fake paratroopers to like uh-huh. fool German troops too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was all like part of the same campaign. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and but I'm those, sure.
1: That's like the other suggestions on the list.
2: Yeah, yeah. that I mean, that was to my memory is like that was against like the Desert Fox. Yeah, Not so much Erwin like Rommel. That. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. See, you but guys know great. more about World War II than I do.
2: I've been to the D-Day Museum many times. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: nice. It's in New Orleans, so it's yeah. like pretty close. But yeah, no, that awesome. yeah, that's that's dope. That's wonderful. Yep.
1: Do yeah. you care?
2: I, I yes, yeah, I care. I was in yes that's such cool yeah,
1: yeah. I, I made them wait a while before starting the podcast i was like guys i'm almost done i'm almost done and i was like trying to make sure i had all these details in there and i i'm glad that it seems it was worth the wait
0: the details are lovely those are what i like because like i said i i realized i was like oh i have actually like heard of this like i i know of this event but i did not know any of those details and that makes it wonderful yeah, yeah. i learned that's fantastic. Today. No, yeah. dope.
1: And there's like, there's also like a, a Malcolm Gladwell article about it. I'm not a huge fan of Malcolm Gladwell. You don't like him. He's really good at details uh, like this. Uh, like but him. he also, like the article is like, but does this argue for or against spying and the concept of espionage? Like, boo, go home, nerd. I just want to hear about the story. <laughs> he's such a nerd. He's such a it. nerd.
0: He's, I love it so much. Oh, He's such a nerd. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so wonderful. <laughs>
1: Alright, that's we are We are two out
0: of three big Malcolm Gladwell fans, I think, yeah. right now. But that's okay.
1: I'm fine. Exactly. Yeah, you're I, I okay. appreciate the space he occupies in the world and Definitely. occasionally even enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. In moments. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Great.
2: Get that E. Yeah come, at,
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come at me, bro. I don't care. You don't mm. have a wingspan.
1: I'll just edit you together saying really mean stuff to me. That's whatever. I'll skew the audience's perception.
0: You can try. It won't work.
1: <laughs> it might work
0: it might work but probably yeah. not I think I think they know who the nice one yeah. is
1: uh, Jacob where can we find you on social media
2: <laughs> find me at Jacob or I don't
0: even know my handle <laughs> Jacob this is very very poor self-promotion yeah you gotta plug the, yourself the better the twist
2: is that I don't have no, <laughs> it's at give me Jacob more please Gimmie. follow please send the the replies and what what to you know with two I, I know O's, M O O R E. That's right, Jacob Moore. Yeah. It's two O's. Yeah. Um, yeah, my Twitter and Instagram are now the official accounts of the podcast.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, earlier I was gonna tell people to tweet at the podcast. I was like, oh, we don't have a, we don't have social media for the podcast.
2: I've been working on you know, it.
0: Should...
1: should we have social media for the podcast?
0: It's a thing. If you we'll, we'll think talk we should have it.
1: social media for the podcast, tweet at More.
0: <laughs> yes, please tell him. <laughs> no. Or DM him. Actually, I might prefer that you DM him, because he'd be like, oh, someone's in the DMs. And they're like, hey, can we talk about the podcast? And you're like, yeah, okay. That,
1: I don't feel like Jacob would be like, oh, somebody's in the DMs. And I definitely don't just, feel he, like.
0: He totally would. Not in like a, you know, not in like a sinister way. Just in like, like he, he would get excited. He'd be like, oh, someone DM'd me.
2: Oh. Uh, a you would. I, you, you don't would, sound like that. You'd like it nah. for the record. I like a DM. Nah. Okay. Only yeah. like two people DM me, and it's like you and Greco. <laughs> and it's always
0: give it a couple days.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. It's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this plays out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Greco, that's a now that's a guest host. Oh, good. <sighs> that guy. Yeah, we got to yeah. get
1: Greco on the pod. I don't know that I've ever actually met Greco. He's
0: he's something. I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes podcasts, I like, have like a celebrity that they tweet at. If they're like, if you have any complaints, tweet <laughs> them at this celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob is that celebrity for yeah, us. Yes, it's Jacob. I'm,
2: yeah. I'm happy to fill that role. Yeah. Honestly. He's a great I, I celebrity. I like the attention.
0: <laughs> it's like Jimmy Kimmel's like apologies to Matt Damon, which is like of every show, like, and if you've got comments, tweet them at Jacob Moore. Give, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: give me Jacob Moore. Exactly. Gimme Jacob Moore. Two
1: O's. Give me, How do you
0: spell G-I-M-M-M-E. gimme with two O's? E.
1: Boo. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Jacob, what's something that you cared about this week?
2: So, I was able to get $20 tickets to see Punch Brothers tomorrow. Oh, um, I'm so jealous. Through UT. Some some student ticket discount mm-hmm. nonsense. Is that
0: like some kind of like uh, Nintendo speakeasy or? No,
2: it's, uh, they're a
0: bluegrass, folk band. I'm, what?
1: Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, you would like them. You started what? making fun of them and I was like, David would like them. Yeah. I was
0: less making fun of I was making like a dumb Mario
2: joke but hold on. Yeah. What? You didn't tell me about this? So, you can only buy two At two tickets, Brutus? Two tickets with the student ID. <sighs> and, uh, and you still have a student ID. Yeah, my, my SO got it.
0: If only I'd known to use my student
2: ID. Actually, they're, they're still <laughs> on sale. <laughs> there are plenty of seats. You know who's in that band? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Chris Thiel, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, thi- Thiele? Yeah. Thielite? Thielite? It's something like Thiele. that. I was like, Thielite. or Thielite. I think
1: It's Thielite. Yeah, that's
0: it. Chris Because I've heard
1: him yeah. on NPR. Chris yeah.
0: Thielite tomorrow night?
1: You should go.
2: Yeah. At oh. Bass Concert Hall. I want to. That sounds uh. wonderful. So
1: Twitter yeah. Yeah. and internet and listeners. 20 bucks? So you just, you just I want to do,
2: show do your that. ID at the thing. Where do I buy them? Uh, I'll send you the link. Appreciate you. Listeners, okay.
1: by the time you hear this, we will know if David went to that concert or not.
2: Yeah, we'll find out. But
1: Jacob will have gone, and he probably will have liked it. I
2: will yeah. have tweeted about it. <laughs> <can see> it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe even Instagrammed you if, you if you you're really it. lucky. Yeah. Maybe even, yeah. yeah. You and Melissa. Yeah. How
0: about you, Emily? What would you care about this week?
1: Um, I saw a movie called Juliet Naked. It is... There's no one named Juliet in the movie, and everybody is fully clothed. It's just the title. Um, It's a rom-com. Artsy. It's not artsy at all. It's It's pretty, like, middle-brow. Ethan Hawke and uh, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne is delightful. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, an average movie of, like, people falling in love. It was really sweet. It was really nice. It's two older, like, not older, but, like, not 20-something actors that I like just like a mid-range romantic comedy that I really enjoyed, the kind of movie that I love, like sneaking off to see by myself. And I hope, oh God, I hope we're really in a in a rom-com golden age because I enjoyed that experience quite a bit.
0: Yeah, you're big on the rom-coms. You want the rom-coms.
1: I want the com. I want the rom. I want them together. David, what'd you rom. care about this week? Rom, rom.
0: Oh, rom rom manual
2: stepping down. <gasps> Yeah, that's yeah. Fine, I don't, though. I don't I'm want not, that realm. Yeah,
0: like I'm not
2: Speaking really. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, that's, I'm not saying that. That's, that's right. the wrong
1: realm for me. Yeah, not yeah. enough calm in that realm.
2: No, none. I don't
1: know. You didn't care about anything this week. Well, you had a pretty good week.
2: Plug for
0: career. I got, I got, I got, a, I got a permit job offer. So Ooh. I care about oh. that. That was exciting. Boom, yeah. boom, that boom, that boom, was boom, nice.
2: So burp, 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 burp. Burp, burp.
0: yeah. So that was. Burp, burp, burp. That was great. And I'm really excited about that. So um yeah, that's that's good stuff. I'm really looking forward to getting going and doing some litigation work and I think it's gonna be a good opportunity. Warriors. Yeah, I'm gonna work. work. Yeah, I'm gonna to, going to do some lit. Floid.
1: Yeah, floid.
0: Yeah. Floyd. I'm not gonna do it anymore. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Voider.
1: So yeah. Voider, Voir. I hardly know her. Burr, 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 burr. What is that song you're singing, John Cena? What is this (laughs) Y five O? It's John Cena.
0: Did you guys hear that? Um, uh, uh, um, uh, the 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 actor Jeffrey Owens.
1: Yeah, got a spot
0: on CSI CSI New Orleans. Orleans? Who is that?
1: He played Elvin, who was the boyfriend of the oldest daughter on the Cosby Show. And he like did a bunch of acting for a long time, and then he was working at Trader Joe's. Oh, and people took yes. a picture of him. Were like, how oh, embarrassing is it so that he
2: has yes. a job? And it, I saw that he went on Good Morning America.
0: He was like, Look, man, sometimes you can act, sometimes you can't. Still got bills to pay. Nothing wrong with me working at Trader Joe's. I like my job. Yeah. People have jobs.
1: And now he's getting acting jobs in addition to his Trader Joe's job. Trader yeah. Joe's job. Yeah. Trader Joe's gives you dental.
0: I've heard they have That's good awesome. benefits, bro.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to work at Trader Joe's.
0: It's not a terrible idea. It's I actually not. have been meaning to interact with that store more often.
1: Yeah. Will you guys come take a picture of me and like get it on Fox News while I'm working at Trader Joe's yeah. that gets me acting jobs? Well,
0: first of all, I was about to say, we're going to say, actor Emily Eby spotted working at Trader Joe's. Yeah. And then they'll be like, what? This actor?
1: Yeah. didn't even yeah, know. This is so, my, this yeah. This is my way to becoming the trophy wife of Chris Pine. This is it.
0: Yeah. It's one way through. I'm
1: calling my shot here on this podcast or right you just,
0: now. Yeah. Just keep tweeting at him every day.
1: I don't tweet at him.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. I don't even think <laughs> he's on
1: <laughs> social media.
0: But you don't know?
1: <laughs> I haven't even tweeted at Chris Evans. I show remarkable restraint.
0: Yeah, I'm impressed. I tweeted
1: at Army Hammer, but... That's because Henry Cavill's free now.
0: Well, look. If you guys have <gasps> thoughts or opinions on Chris Pine or Chris Evans, please feel free to tweet us at "Give me Jacob Moore. That's with two O's. Yeah, Let yeah, him yeah. know what you think. And then
1: yeah. also be sure to at Chris Evans, just <laughs> so he knows what you think, because he is on Twitter. Yes, he's like pretty active.
2: Yeah, he's he's admirably
1: like on so. Twitter, yeah. so yeah.
2: Chris hmm. Evans blocks me. You yes. <laughs> were blocked by yeah. Captain
1: America. <laughs> be, of how podcast appropriate band. the shield? I'd like block it. Me? Ah. I would like it.
0: I would yeah, that'd be that would be I would feel accomplished if I got Jacob blocked by Chris. <laughs> that'd be my closest encounter <laughs> to Celebrity <laughs> Them looking down on their phone and being like, Yeah, no no more of this. <gasps> That's Why? a
1: good question. Yeah. What's your actual closest encounter to celebrity
2: I really don't have any the best mm. is Pat. Getting a something <laughs> with Kanye oh my gosh. the other day.
1: Our friend's name in our group chat is literally like Poopty Scoopty. Like he is named after a Kanye song, song right now. And he sent to the group chat, I met Kanye in the airport. And I <laughs> would not have believed him if he hadn't sent a picture immediately afterwards.
0: Yeah, I c- could not agree more.
1: Yeah, I guess that is my closest yeah. encounter to celebrity. Yeah.
2: What
0: counts as a celebrity?
1: That's part of the question. It's like a.
2: I mean, I, I saw John Goodman like once like that's at, awesome at a basketball game like like down the hall
1: i know? mean still yeah that's pretty cool
0: i've met politicians and a couple of nba players and that's like oh. about it
2: i've met jack white
1: oh that's good so yeah he's
2: a guitar player yeah yes. yeah yeah okay. he's
1: on beyonce's yes. album sure that's how mm-hmm. i know who he is I, yeah mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. white stripes I don't know what
0: that nice. means.
2: She
1: pop,
0: pop,
2: pop, 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 <laughs> and it as would, always that would be super cute if the actual music <laughs> was in <laughs> <It's hard>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and just fade out <laughs>
0: What's our?
1: What's the noise you make at the end?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somehow yours is like a question mark at the end. It
1: voice It was. But may I pause it? (laughs) It's right in
2: my face. It's
1: a huge mistake.